this is a beautiful place to be sitting today. I wish you could feel the air. It's not too hot, it's not too humid. It is perfect day to be in our garden. As a part of Chapel Roswell, we have so many people in our Chapel Roswell community with so many gifts and so many talents that we wanna take an opportunity to learn more about them. And we do that through these interview series. You may remember the first of the series we called Bee Community. This is the second interview of our series, and today we're focused on bee giving. And so here we are in our giving garden. My name is Marion Brown, and I am joined by founder and creator and mastermind gardener, Lauren Murphy. It's really good to be in the garden with you. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about the garden. How did it come about? What made you wanna have a garden here on campus? Um, well, my love of gardening really um, showed up for me over the last couple of years and I was really interested in gardening and couldn't seem to find enough space for myself to garden. <laughs> so that's a little bit of, of that side is the gardening aspect only for, for me. Um, but then spiritually and as a Christian, uh, my husband Ryan and myself were looking for the best place to fit in and felt that we didn't currently fit in a place that could best utilize our skills and weren't being the best stewards that we could be. Mm -hmm. um, so we were in prayer over that and asking for God to guide that and to find the best place for us to give as we know that we should and that we ought to. Um, so in that, uh, Ryan found a home here with the, with the sanctuary choir. And um, then I was also in prayer coming to visit Chapel Roswell because I really enjoy the contemporary atmosphere of that. And um, so... I had this idea of doing a community garden where we gave all of the food and wondered if that was even possible. It was a very vague idea. I didn't know if it would be even possible or if I could even do it or if I wanted, you know. But um, I, I had asked God to guide me, guide me in the best way that I can give and the best way that I can make a difference here. So I decided to, to test that very clearly when I just showed up my very first day at Chapel Roswell and asked the first person I saw, Shauna Fretwell, if we could start a community garden where we gave all the food. And um, she said, that's cool, and followed up with me the exact same day. And this was a plan probably just a days later. Um, she checked with few, several people in the church and um, I started developing my plan and a budget spreadsheet and a design. We found this location and it was clear that um, God had a plan for this garden and was just waiting for someone to show up and make it happen because mm. the people just showed up in a way, like they were just there. Everything that we needed has just been here waiting to make this a reality. You met the, you know, Shauna Fretwell to be that first face of Chapel Roswell. That was a good one. Yes. So that worked out. And I just love how you said it's been here waiting. God's yes. just been waiting for this garden. And so tell me, what is it that you've planted? Well, first of all, did this, was this your vision? When you see it, did you have any idea what this would look like? This is the best version of my dream for oh. this garden. Yeah. Absolutely. And tell me, what is in this garden? Well, um, we have about 60 tomato plants. We have about, gosh, something like 15 squash plants, 16 cucumber plants, um, over 100 bean plants. We have sweet potatoes, a fig tree, 12 or 13 peppers, um, a whole bunch of herbs and flowers. Did I get everything? Okra and green onions. That's amazing. And how many people help you with this garden? How many people are you needing does it take to make the garden grow um well the the total number of people involved in the garden with any way is probably about 30. 
um, and the people here on a regular basis, I want to say, are about six or seven on a weekly basis, um, handling everything that needs to be done. Those are rough numbers. And what happens to all of the food? Um, the food right now is going to the summer grocery program. Um, some of it also goes to the kitchen. Uh, so I think as RUMC's plans and ministries evolve, the garden will evolve with that. Right now, RUMC has the summer grocery program going on with it. So that's where the food's going. And I want to have a better idea of how many pounds. I mean, I know the number. How many pounds of food have we grown here on campus and distributed through the summer grocery program? Um, 250 pounds of food, roughly, as well as about 20 grocery bags of greens. 250 pounds of food yes. and 20 bags of greens. And it's only mid-July. We also, in the spring, grew carrots, greens, radishes, and peas. And those greens and radishes and carrots actually made it into the hot meals that we gave out to people who needed food that didn't feel comfortable going out or cooking in their homes. Um, so you've also been providing food uh, from the spring now into July. You talk about all the different foods that we have. Tell me some things that we may not know about. We know what a squash looks like. We know tomatoes, but you have some really fun things here. What are these? I do. Um, I, I really enjoy a garden that's unique and gardening is just so much hard work that when you can buy, you know, a pound of green beans for like $2, um, it can be a little discouraging when you put so much work into it. And you can grow things in a garden that you just can't buy at the store. So uh, we have some pretty unique things here. These are oriental yard long beans. And if we let them grow longer, they would literally get to three feet. Oh, um, wow. And these can be sauteed. These can be used as regular green beans. You just need to chop them up. You know, these are fine to use as regular green beans. They're al it. also called noodle beans. These are cucumelons. These are cucumelons. And they're called cucumelons because they look like a watermelon if you look closely at them. But of course, they're much smaller and they taste like cucumbers. So they taste like a lemony, sour cucumber. These are just great as garden snacks. So anyone who visits the garden, um, help yourself to them. They're in the far. If you're facing your, the garden, they're at the far right corner. Um, these are lemon cucumbers for what I think is a pretty obvious reason. They look just like a lemon, but they taste just like a cucumber. I'll be honest with you. I was actually a little disappointed. I ate, took a bite out of them and they just taste like a cucumber. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> but they're funny. Um, we have a lot of different kinds of heirloom tomatoes. Here's just an example. These, this is a pink ox heart tomato. Um, for another obvious reason. It's pink and is heart-shaped. And these are big, it. meaty tomatoes. These are one and two pound tomatoes and they're all about this size. And so my children, when they come onto campus, they immediately wanna to come to the garden and they wanna go find the cucumelons. That's their favorite thing. They just pop them and eat them. They just love them. I love that. And so one of the things that I've noticed when I come onto campus is there's always somebody down here working. So has that surprised you? It's taken off? Yes, I think I've been a little, little bit surprised at just only how people have just shown up. Whenever we had a need for someone to fill a skill, for the most part, they've just been there, which is why I will say it time and again, this is just a testimony of how God will work through people when you ask him to. When you ask God to use you and to use those around you, he just shows up. Um, so I mean, we, yes. And so what's been the biggest surprise for you in the garden? Um, just that, just how, how everyone's shown up and it shouldn't have been such a surprise, but so how, how quickly it, it took off and um, I, honestly how sort of easy it's been yeah. considering. 
it's absolutely gorgeous too. I mean, if you turn around and if you just look at the boxes and the sunflowers, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and these benches are a wonderful addition. These benches weren't always here, right? That's right. These are pretty recent. Um, so we had another um, gift that people wanted to be able to sit and enjoy the garden. And now we're able to, to sit and actually worship here at the garden. Um, is there a scripture that you have in mind when you think about your giving garden? What's a scripture that resonates with you? I'll tell you, I'm not a person who just memorizes a lot of Bible verses, mm -hmm. but there are a few that inspire me. And it's not actually um, a fruit parable. There's a lot of parables about growing things in the Bible. Um, but the one that I think of is in Ephesians chapter 3, um, talking about how um, through God's love, you can have infinitely more or immeasurably more than you could ask for or imagine. And I think that's what's happened with this garden is that through prayer and through God's direction and through a relationship, things can just show up in your life better than you could have asked for or imagined. I think that speaks beautifully to um, the ministry of the whole campus, really. That's right. Because um, the gift of one can multiply and feed so many. And multiply and multiply. And that's another fruit parable. If you yeah. want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, if you consider the fruit that's in this garden, you have one fruit that has several hundred seeds and each seed will give you another plant that will give you several hundred fruit that each have several hundred seeds. So if we also consider that parable about us as fruit of the Spirit, there's a lot of metaphors happening in this garden. And that says that for every one person that sits in this garden and weeds and works and drops off compost or is a part of a planting that one person multiplies into so many others able to do it. That's right. And the part that has been so beautiful, Lauren, um, I've been able to see through the summer grocery program, um, the people who are receiving the produce. And these are things that you can't always get at the food pantry or um, there are things that you don't always buy first when you go to the grocery yes. store with limited funds. And so the fact that we are able to turn around and grow something here and provide for someone else's table um, is pretty, it's an incredible ministry. That's right. The food here is, it's organic and it's unique. It's heirloom. This stuff would be expensive. This is the expensive stuff at Whole Foods. This is not the stuff that most people buy for themselves. I don't buy this for myself when I grow food shopping. So we're giving the best of the best to those in need. You know, one of the things is this garden began, the idea of it began last year. And when we think back to last August, last September, things looked a little differently than they do now. And so that is one of the ministries that I think this garden has offered, that um, because of your foresight, because of your forethought, um, because of you responding to whatever spirit God had for you and saying that the ground has been ready for this, it's um, you heard a need, you felt that pull, you responded to it, and God's people have been fed during a time when there's been food shortage. Um, no one could have imagined last fall that COVID-19 would hit, school would be paused, um, grocery stores may not have everything that people might need, um, jobs would be lost, and because of your responding to God, you've been able to feed people. Um, and so that's one of these blessings that's come from this garden and continues to come from the garden is um, when everything else in the world was stopping. This garden was growing yes. the entire time. 
And another ministry that you've offered um, is there are families who during quarantine and during sheltering, they had a place to come. And so I wanna thank you. I just wanna thank you for um, being bold. <laughs> and when you heard God say, let's do this for my people, you just went, let's go find somebody. And, and look how quickly it happened. And look at all the things that have come. Um, probably about 250 people have been fed through our summer grocery program. Um, and you did that, you are a part of that. So thank you. Thank you. How is this garden an expression of church for you? Oh yeah. I think that it provides opportunities for us to come to church in every way that church can show up, if that makes sense. Because if you're a person in need, it feeds you with food. It feeds you with the therapy of gardening, just to be outside, to watch things grow. It provides opportunities for kids to get involved and kids of all ages, even us older kids to get involved because it's just fun. Um, and no matter what you have to give, there's a place here for you. You know, if you're well and you can work in the garden, we need that. Um, if you're able to give financially to the garden, we can always use that as well. Um, and if you just have garden knowledge, we always need that. So there's, there's always a way to get involved. And I think that's what church is about and to get involved with something that gives back. In case you're wondering where this garden is located, um, it's at the back of our campus. You can kind of see behind me the parking lot and the larger sanctuary. The chapel is here to my left. And so this is Mimosa and then the, and the chapel and then our huge parking lot into the sanctuary. And that's where we are. We're actually behind that parking lot um, right here by our counseling center. And so if you want to drive by, if you want to see what's going on, we invite you to do that. You can ride your bike through here. Uh, maybe you're taking a lap on our prayer walk. Maybe you're walking our dog or your dog in the green space, whatever it is. Drive down here, make your way down here, and you can see these beautiful um, tomatoes and wonderful cucumelons, and you can see the sunflowers too. So take a moment and um, be a part of the giving garden, even if it's just your presence. There are lots of ways to be in giving. Um, as Lauren mentioned, if you have any kind of gardening knowledge or you just wanna get your hands dirty in the dirt, or if you want to be a part of the garden in a different way, we invite you to do so. It's because of giving that this vision um, is a reality. It's because of giving that we have the benches. It's because of giving that we have these beautiful beds. Um, it's because of giving that the garden continues to grow and grow. And so there are many ways that you can give to Chapel Roswell and your gifts also support things like our garden and things like our grocery program and things like worship um, and things like music. Your giving does indeed make a difference. Lots of ways to give. You can do it very easy. It's a contactless way to give that we offer socially distanced. And those ways you can see online. Uh, you can use your phone um, or just check out our website to learn more. And so now invite us into a time of prayer. Gracious and holy Lord, we thank you so much for all the gardeners. And we thank you for helping us be co-creators with you. There are so many faces that this garden represent, and we ask blessings for them. In particular, we do thank you for the gift of Lauren and all that she has given to this piece of earth. And we thank you for the many hands and the many people that have also given to make um, 
people have food to eat. Continue to bless the food so that it may be a way for people to have nourishment and strength that they may serve you. And with every pound, with every tomato, or with every bag of greens that go out, may you connect our tables with every table that that piece of food lands on. Take all that we offer, Lord, and feed the multitude and make it much greater than we ever could imagine. Amen. Trust in God's voice. Respond to God's call and see God's provision. Go in peace and come see the garden. Amen.